welcome to the Teapot Teapot. Here to take you deeper, deeper. Discussions to invigorate, educate, and activate for consciousness and healing. The Teddy Emerald Podcast is for the people that desire to live beyond the matrix, peeling back the layers, revolutionizing new players to create the life they dream of. Talking with conscious creators, change makers, entrepreneurs, and visionaries of a brighter future. I'm Teddy Emerald, and I'm an EFT healer, iridologist, owner of Trash Vintage, the most colorful vintage shop in Byron Bay. I support women to be fully self-expressed and achieve confidence within themselves. And I'm your host for the Teapot. chatting with Freya Haley in this episode. Freya is a friend of mine and we cannot help but laugh so much through this episode as well as dropping so many beautiful bombshells of truth. Freya is an inspirational young woman who's taken a real stand for self-love. She does these beautiful retreats, she does intuitive healing work and she shares so much of the wisdom that she's gained from her personal experiences on her YouTube and Instagram accounts. Freya shows up in a really beautiful vulnerability and rawness all the time, whether that's joy and playful or sassy and sexy or crying or angry. And I really admire that about her. She's really got this reminder to play and to really enjoy yourself in in who you are, who you truly are. So I highly recommend go and check out her accounts because I know you'll be inspired by that 60s, 70s, yummy, romantic aesthetics and you'll be inspired by her message. In this episode, we're talking about empowerment and how empowerment can come from either rage or defensiveness as a protection, or you can actually allow yourself to be safe in your softness. And that's a really beautiful distinction. We go into the journey and the balance of life and how, you know, the dark nights of the soul and feeling the wounds and moving forward from there gently and the sweet reward that's actually there at the end. We talk about what self-love really is, not when I do this or when I'm successful and have my shit together, that it's actually about loving yourself in the mess with those flaming red eyes. And we talk about self-talk and how to deal with the inner bully. And we get into jealousy and ways to alchemize it and to reframe it. And my favorite thing is about celebrating who we are and being raw and real, giving ourselves the permission to be who we are in the moment, wherever we are at. So if you're interested in any of these topics, stay tuned for this beautiful episode. And I do apologize. There is some laughs and it gets a little bit high on the decibels there. But otherwise, I know you're going to love this episode. which parts of me are struggling I'm struggling to connect with so if I'm like ah, see I'm not I've not been up there yet it's all playful anyways yeah <laughs> totally uh, I love when I walk when I'm walking through the bush and I always do that just like sounds or like make up a language like yeah, no, no, yeah. 
Yeah. Can I sing in that that made up language? Yeah. Like, especially in forests, I find it it's so potent. You just be like, It's like um the the vibrations just bypass the mind. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like I like I'm so disconnected when I'm doing that. It's not like and if I try to say something, it, it doesn't flow. It's like yeah. it's coming out. Like, yeah. Yeah, if you try and make up a song, it doesn't work. Whereas if you just are feeling it and letting it almost, like, come through you. Yeah. I found that even, like, I've been, like, taking up my voice notes and just, like, recording. And then, like, I'll have a oh. hum there. And then I'll just, like, sing whatever I'm feeling. And it automatically just rhymes and just flows. It's oh, crazy. That's cool. But mostly I do it in, like, the random made-up language because it's a lot less confronting than English for some reason. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally. When I was doing um, my alchemy studies with this lady in London, she got us to make up our own language and start talking in it. That's cool. Yeah, and then she helped decode it because she's, like, such a wizard. So I tapped in and then she'd be like, oh, this is what you're saying. And I'm like, okay. Like, just, like, really, like, cool stuff. Like, yeah, like, about, like, activating and, like, the sun and just, yeah. I was like... Sweet. So now, and like it happens in medicine as well. Like yeah. that language just comes through, and like movements. And I'm like, I just trust the process. Like yeah. clearly, these vibrations are doing something. And sometimes, like when it happens, I start to yawn, and that's when I know, okay, cool. Like my body's like releasing something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yawning is so just like powerfully, like ooh, yeah, pushing it out. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, that's so cool. I always feel like that when I dance the mm. most strongly because it's just like I don't I'm not conscious of where I'm moving like mm. I just go wherever it's feeling the feeling takes you yeah and like even some of it I feel is more bodily like relieving parts of my body almost like a yogic practice yeah and then other parts of it are like I like just pure spirit like I jump or I pull my arms up or do like crazy moves that I've never done before and I'm like oh, where did that come from yeah yeah you yeah know, that's how I found out about the swords because I just started like sorting back oh to the swords <laughs> yeah fully yeah. fully sometimes um when I've been dancing like I've been actually quite conscious I was like oh I'm gonna move through something whilst dancing so mm-hmm. it was like okay like I'm going to take up my own space like a boundaries thing like here I'm on this planet mm-hmm. like so how do I walk like how do I move when I yes. know that I deserve to be here yeah and then I was like oh okay like how do I act when that feeling comes in like oh you shouldn't do that oh like you know like that annoying voice and I was like grab it and just stand up like confront yeah. it like because it's that's like I feel like we're we're teaching ourselves how to be when when we're moving with something you know yeah I agree for me like I suppose when I find that movement super healing and when I'm like um what were you saying before how you like move through something through the movement Mm. I do that a lot like I've done that like um particularly like with my childhood trauma and what I find the most like potent for that is like being fully in my body like stretching the most tiny minuscule like movements and just putting myself my spirit through every single cell in my body and being like this body is mine Mm. I am here you know what I mean because my you know individual trauma was like someone coming into me and corrupting that in a way so like when I'm like I'm here this is me I'm all of me is in me it's like it's almost like 
a bodily boundary. Yeah. Like you're, you're like pushing out and being like, this is my space. Yeah. But I'm like reclaiming, yeah. you know, what's, what's already mine. That's, that's so powerful because when, when there has been that trauma and any trauma, there can be parts of us that we don't want to go to and numb out. So it's yeah. like the mind or the consciousness is pulling back from, it could be from the yoni or from our breasts or wherever it associates mm-hmm. it with, and then it numbs out and there's no sensitivity. Mm-hmm. So to actively be like, I'm going to feel to the very fingertips, I'm going to feel to my very toes, yes. like my soul is fully in my body right yeah. now. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, and it's interesting what you said, like how you numb some parts, that's definitely been like, super evident on my journey like always being like here now I'm pointing to like just below my breasts kind of like where my solar plexus in and my gut like this I remember in a dream one time actually I was talking to a healer in my dream and they like it was like a past life thing it's really crazy but they just like pointed in like a little diamond shape and they said this is where they are this is where you get them out and I was just like what the fuck and I woke up and I was like oh wow okay and I dance when I dance I mostly move through my solar plexus like I twist my back and I kind of like you know I'm doing it now I'm like yeah I really open up either side of my what's that torso either side, side of lateral. my torso yeah. side lateral yeah. and like I lean back and I lean forward and I really open that up yeah you know because you can see people that dance like it's almost like when you twerk that comes yeah. up like if you're crumping or something yeah um but that's more lower but like it's like almost like a full body circle through that axis and like letting myself lead the dance through this yeah through your soul flexing. almost like my diaphragm where my diaphragm is mm. Which is yeah. interesting because that's where you like breathe into and voice from. So. Yeah, breathing in life. Yeah. <sighs> that's so interesting. I love that. Yeah. What do you think? Um, like having the like these epic gifts, like dancing, singing. Like, what do you think that that's helped you to create? Um, within myself, confidence. Ooh. Yeah. Confidence for sure. Um, and like real raw authentic empowerment and I'm not talking about like do you do you see that there's a difference between like empowerment that's peaceful and empowerment that's fueled by rage oh absolutely because for the for the earlier parts of my journey I was super empowered but I was empowered like through rage and I hadn't tapped into that that was still numb but I was so blindingly angry that I was like you can't fuck with me I'm you know but it was quite aggressive and pushed out and projecting and you know all this stuff but now I feel like because of that gift and because of what's you know lots of other different tools not just dance exclusively but like because of all of that and that movement it's like I've been able to open up into the softness of that empowerment and just mm-hmm. allowing it to like be there without having to force it. To defend it. Because it's just it. always there. It's defend yeah. it. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Whereas I, before I it was almost that. like a traumatic empowerment because it was like I need to be super aggressive so that I can still hold on to this empowerment. But now it's just like I'm chilling. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Because yeah, it's it's like protecting the wound, isn't yeah. it? It's like I'll never go back to that state when I was like in victimhood or whatever happened mm-hmm. where someone overpowered me. So in order to protect myself, I need to be angry mm-hmm. and to like it's it kind of either goes under or over. So I'll be like either overprotective, overly aggressive, overly like I'll take you. Like you yes. looking at me? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah. Me, like, at 18, every time I have, like, a sip of alcohol, I'd, like, have a go at so many people. Oh, my God. I was so wild. Like, I'd literally just go into a club and, like, 
I like, <laughs> look at people. I could physically be like, you look at me, don't look at me. It was so crazy. I was like on a whole different way. But like it was all necessary. Yeah. Well, it kind of, I guess it's like the scale of everything. It's always like this, it's like so far this way, so far that way. Yeah. Like under or over. So it's like you had that that moment where you know you were overpowered and like all of that so it's like you've got to go to the extreme to be like I can be this yeah and then I guess it's like once that's resolved you can come back to balance I love that yeah it's like what I was saying to you I think it was like a week ago I was talking about the equilibrium which is something that they talk about in chemistry so like if you add too much of something into um you know this this equation like it's like a seesaw so if you add like a big weight onto one side the other side lifts way up and then what you want to do is like find a way so that like both sides are even you know mm. what I mean that balance again mm. yeah it's a tricky thing <laughs> I do you know what I honestly see it as like that's what humanity like myself is constantly going through like mm-hmm. finding like where something was unbalanced under or over and like resolving the energy there to come back mm-hmm. to balance and also I really love like how you said about the it's almost like the harmony the not needing to to be assertive in it it just is is, yeah Yeah. real effort required because you're already so aware and so empowered in the fact that that's just the way that you are and that the Mm. people aren't out to get you and you know like Mm. it's just um it just is I don't know it isness what do you reckon helped you go from being so assertive and like pick and fight yes What helped you go from that to where you are now? Well, looking back on the journey, I think, honestly, my depression and my dark night of the soul humbled the shit out of me because that was... Okay, I suppose it's actually feeling the wound that caused me to realise that I was being a dickhead. (laughs) You know? Um, You know, just obviously not just being a dickhead, but acting out of my trauma and yada yada, but actually feeling it and feeling like the little girl and feeling the numbness and the despair and the you know all of the pent-up rage as what it originally is which is sadness and and hurt and feeling that and then moving forward from there constructively so doing meditation retreats doing meditation practice yoga practice like doing it gently and not like letting the fire work out and just being like this is me let's fizzle it doesn't make sense that was a really weird analogy but like when I first had that pang of empowerment, it was almost like like the fuse went off and then it was like a rage explosion. I was like, I'm so empowered. And then I burnt out. Mm. And, then I, and then I was left with what, what, was, what was always there. there and what yeah. was underneath it, you know, the original, whatever the whatever makes fireworks in that analogy. The kindling. <laughs> the kindling. The yeah. chemical thing, the, the trauma, you know, basically mm. is what I'm saying. But And then I was left with that and then I was like, okay, well, now we're just going to have to unravel that and just like almost like it was like a little string that I was just pulling out and pulling out and pulling out and then I laid it all in front of me and I was like this is my journey you know I love this journey I love myself really a lot of acceptance and then I put it all back in and I've just been like gentle with it ever since then if that makes sense yeah um so so many people are like self-love self-love what's self-love to you then self-love to me is treating yourself with compassion acceptance and patience not putting expectations on yourself accepting yourself for who you are right now you know a lot of people are like I love myself when 
I love myself when, or I'll be happy when. And it's like, when's the when going to come, mm. Wendy? When's the when going to come? <laughs> it's so you know, true. It, I feel like self-love, like today, for example, I was saying to you before, I went to the doctors and I had a mental breakdown, you know, because something triggered me and I felt really anxious. Self-love is in that moment, not trying to pay your Medicare card whilst crying in front of everyone. Self-love is taking yourself to the bathroom, holding your heart, breathing with yourself, letting yourself cry, and then at the end of it, looking into the mirror, looking into your, like, red, flaming eyes and just being like, hey, bitch, I love you. Like, it's, it's, it's sweet. I know sometimes you need to do this, but it's fine. I love you. You know, yeah. I kind of feel like... That is what it is to me because that allows the grace and the movement through the shadow to the light to the shadow to the light and that constant waviness that is life. And that's what self-love is to me, just big, like gentleness and just like yeah. accepting yourself. What I agree. You? I agree. I totally agree because like there's a massive self-love movement at the moment yeah. for the last few years and I'm so grateful for it's it. Epic. It's <laughs> epic. And honestly, I think self self-love is like those things that you said like compassion Mm -hmm. like that's the most loving thing and being a fiery woman myself I can have really expansive ideas of what I can be and Mm -hmm. who I can be and then the reality of that and then it not matching that Mm -hmm. can bring in so much of like judge self-judgment and like that's not good enough and that can be like a harsh inner critic yeah and so you know like yeah I can hold the grand vision of myself however it's so detrimental to bully myself and to beat myself up Mm. so that like that compassion for where I'm at right now and just like understanding that hey you know the same like you're doing the best that you can with everything you've got it's like there's a reason I'm here right now so like there's a reason you know you burst into tears there and not being like oh I shouldn't be doing that I should be you know a strong independent woman not crying in the bathrooms like it's like there's a reason this is happening from my past and my body's processing the energy I can allow that and like that's where the patience comes in because like it can be like well I want to be here now but that I always think hey there's that future version of me would have learnt so many lessons along the way and that's why she will be where she is. So I can't I can't rush it. I can't be like, oh, I'm the like, you know, like million dollar successful teddy now because it's like have I built the container, the you physical container, that. the mental, emotional container to hold it? Yeah, like do I know what it's like to manage all of my businesses and like look after my emotions and the the receiving, like, you know, yeah. can I can I receive that amount? of goodness whatever it is doesn't have to just be money and actually hold it you yeah. know and that's like for me that's like a deepening in self-love to being like hey I'm worthy of this yeah yeah I love that I, f- I really resonate with what you're saying being patient until you're able to actually hold that I so feel you on the rushing things <laughs> <laughs> how old was I 20 when I did my first retreat like <laughs> analogies but the one that I'm going to go for right now is like if you were going to war it's funny there that we go
your army you need to collect people you need to like have the capacity like because if you're just there standing by yourself with a sword being like hey fucking come at me like you're gonna get matted yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean and I feel like um it's just everything takes time nature takes time everything takes t- nah, time yeah it you know? does it does do you say like the rest of your army as being like the rest of yourselves I kind of see what in what term of this analogy we're talking about like my army like because like if I'm going to war like yes. so like what are you saying like to a crew like the army are they like other people's support or is that like all parts of you on board honestly it could be both mm. um because whatever support you attract is whatever support you can already hold oh I love that you know so so I couldn't call in someone really empowered and awesome if I was just going to be jealous of them and bring myself further into a hole you know what I mean oh my goodness love that, that. love that love that all right um let's talk about jealousy yeah oh that old chestnut <laughs> my old friend <laughs> hello darkness my, my old friend, friend. <laughs> okay so mm. I'm assuming you've experienced it yeah <laughs> Yeah, so it's kind of like I think a thing I'm really curious about this subject. So yes, how same. how do you move through it within yourself so that around other women that energy's not there? Honestly, it takes for me, it's just taken a fuck ton of accountability mm. and just like being really real with myself, but not letting my accountability make me feel guilty or shameful so it's this really interesting balance because like you've got to be aware of the ways in which you want to bring other people down but you can't let the thing like you can't let yourself feel guilty about wanting to bring other people down you've got to be gentle with that and you've got to say okay well why why do I want to bring other people down what's underneath that and then you start to I want to say alchemize that because you are treating that part of you with love that's never been taught with love it's like I always imagine this like a like a caged um caged animal you know that's been treated like abused and whatever like all that animal needed in the first place was like food and water and to like chill out in nature Mm. but in some way it's been put into a cage and been abused and been hurt so now it just lashes out at everything and that's like what that little part of you is inside you that insecure part of yourself it's just something that needed love and now it's just lashing out but what it actually, what's actually really interesting is I feel like it needs love whilst it's lashing out mm. you know you can't you can't just love it when it's not lashing out because then you're not loving all of it do you kind of feel, yeah. do you feel what I mean? Yeah. What do you feel like? And I think that that comes back to self-love. Like, if you love yourself when you're doing your morning routine, then you're like an angel and everything's good and, like, you know, perfect diet or whatever, like, ticking all the boxes, mm. that ain't mm. self-love. Mm. That's just, like, oh, it's easy to accept yourself when everything's fine, but can you accept yeah. yourself when you're, you know, in your shadow lashing out, like, overcome with grief or anger or rage or, like, not enoughness? It's, yeah. like, that's when all the training comes into play is, like, in that dark night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Um, with so – I really like this because I find this really interesting. So with the jealousy when it's, like, lashing out like a little caged animal – you come in and you're like, okay, like what's really going on here? Like mm. what's underneath this? And like bring in love. Mm. Yeah. And like, I mean, on my personal jealousy journey, it happened to me like with a really close friend of mine and I'm actually not friends with her anymore because of it. So I only realized cause jealousy for me was really blinding. Like I couldn't see it. 
until I had this dream that I was with my friend, we'll call her Beth. I was with my friend Beth. <laughs> Sorry if there's any Beths out there. <laughs> I was with my friend Beth and we were um, at dinner with my family. This was in my dream. And my family kept talking to Beth and looking at her and being like, what are, what are your achievements? What have you done? Like, wow, you're so cool. Beth, Beth, Beth. You know, and I was sitting there like, hello, mum and dad, you gave birth to me don't you love me? Like, come on. And I was like, where's my love and my energy? And I woke up and I was like, whoa, I'm jealous of Beth. Like, and I had the drop in and I wrote it all out in my journal and I was just like, like really, really going going for it. Like questioning, why do I feel this? How long have I felt this? Where's this coming from? What's going on? Yada, yada, yada. And what was like the most healing thing for me and what actually ended up ending our friendship was I went to Beth's house and I gave her this letter in my journal and I was like, I feel jealous of you. And she said to me, you've said some really awful things to me and I've never brought it up with you because I always thought it would just stop. And, you know, realising that was just like full accountability moment and I still beat myself up about it occasionally because it was just like I said some really mean things, like I called her brainless and shit, like who does that? Who does that? Not, not me, not who I believe myself to be, not who I want to be, so... You know, I do get upset about that sometimes, but I've also got to realise, like, I've been through some shit, you know, and Beth was pretty and all the boys liked her and, you know, that's something I never had growing up. So you can understand why that kind of came out. Mm. I mean, yeah, so just, I don't know, I think I've put my piece in. What do, what do you think about it? Yeah, I think, I think it's really interesting and, like, it happens a lot with women and it's something that, I want to honour you for, one, going there and saying that story because that takes a lot of vulnerability because it's something that would be so much easier to pretend, oh, I'm more spiritual than that or I'm nicer than that. So, and it's something for myself, I, like, did not want to go into that part Mm. of me because I was like, no, I don't want to be like that. Like, that's insecure or whatever. And I was talking about it with my friend Fox and she was saying... Um, she likes to look at someone that she could feel like envious or jealous of and look at them and be inspired by it and mm. be like, oh, she's done it, so I can do it too. Mm. And like um, kind of almost like like, pre- like instead of like the insecure part being like having its day and being like da-da-da-da-da, it's like being like, that's awesome, like it's so good that she's winning and like – how, how can I do that? How can I work backwards mm. and be like, what did she do to get there if it's like kind of like a success or yes. like, you know, so a lot of things we can look at. Yeah. What did they do to get there? What's the journey? Yeah, and I think that that could be more helpful than being like, they're just lucky and I'm unlucky mm. because then it keeps mm. us stuck and in victim and like I can't do anything to mm. change it because we do have so much power. Like even if someone's like, oh, but they're funnier. Like you can, I'm sure there's some sort of course or coach or technique to learn to become funny. Like look at comedians, you know what I mean? Like there's things that we can practice to do to get to a certain place. So I really loved like just turning it around and looking at it and being like, cool, like that's something that I want. Mm. You know, she, she or he has something that I want. Awesome. Like, thanks for revealing that to me. Like what's underneath and what can I do to get there Mm. instead of kind of being like, um, I was almost going to say like the helpless victim being like, yeah. I can't do anything. I can never do that. I'm I not can't, good enough I'm not talented that. enough. Yeah, yeah. Or, no yeah. one likes me like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's so easy for that to happen. And yeah. Do you feel like when you're jealous of someone, you don't see their flaws? 
Oh, absolutely. I agree with yeah, that. Yeah. It's point. like you're, you really idolise them and put them on a pedestal. Mm. So you, and because you see only your flaws, it's like, well, they're perfect and I'm not. Yada, yada. Yeah, and that's really coming <laughs> from like the the part of us like that I'm not good enough I'm mm. not worthy and it's trying to find things to back itself up mm. because like they don't have this wrong yeah well the wound is always looking for proof that it's it right exists. you yeah. know like yes yeah, see here's another thing that I'm not good enough <gasps> at I'm little not thing, worthy. Hey? it just wants yeah because that's like the the vagus nerve that goes down here so it's like it's always looking for proof of what is and it always like validates itself and that's the whole thing like where we create what we believe like mm. the Vegas knife a good way to talk about that is if you were going to buy like a pink car mm. I'm sure you'll start seeing pink cars I'm like just, yeah you know like you'll see artwork of them yes. or pictures or they're driving yeah. around or like you just start to see it because it's like the Vegas nerve is on the lookout for it so it's like I think it's really cool to like yeah when the when the jealousy goes off just like be questioning it and like oh yeah. like what are you about like what do you really desire and do you feel like you can do that like yeah. how how can we action that and then how can we bless that character that's played the role to trigger that mm. you know it's beautiful how we honor that woman in her power yeah you know, that's really beautiful um thing that dropped in for me was like I like what you said before how can I get there mm. sometimes what really helps me is what's my version of that oh I love that like if I see someone really I don't know like desired or something or really beautiful or really successful or like doing something amazing that I'm like I really admire and I don't know let's say they're like a an astrologer or something yeah you know I don't necessarily believe astrology is my path but what's my version of that my version of that is what uh, links up with my story and links up with my experiences so then you start to look at it as your journey not their journey and like also creates that um that differentiation that stops you know that voice from being like they've got everything I've got nothing you know mm. because you look at yourself and you say well I've got this mm. what's my version of that and you mm. kind of like apply that inspiration onto your path and that also like keeps you in authenticity rather than being like oh they've done this 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 and this let's like tick off those boxes and do what exactly what they're doing you know because mm. the world doesn't need doubles up mm. you know the world needs everyone doing their thing the best they can do it as well as they can do it in their you know, own strange their own unique way, way yeah. you know and I think I was talking to you about this before like we both do healing work um maybe like a week ago I was talking to you about this and like people that come to you come to you because of your experience because of your energy because of the way that you heal and people that come to me come to me because of the way that I've moved through things and through, through things True. the way that I've moved through things the way that you know I the experiences that I've been through they can relate to me somehow like their energy clicks and that's why that healing process is so uh potent and the same with you with your clients you know it's just mm. like everyone is designed for their thing oh so much so much and <laughs> I, think, oh, I fully get it and I really want to celebrate that because it's like when that with that knowledge then there's no room for competition exactly and I think that that's such an important thing for women and I think that's the thing that our generation is really moving into because mm-hmm. previous generations, like even in business, it was competition. Yeah. And race. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's not like that. It never was. Like how you said with nature, like nature's slow growing and nature works together. We mm-hmm. are nature. We're the same. So it's like 
we're all here to bring our light onto the planet and bring through more healing, more fun, more creativity, like powerful businesses, like, you know, powerful, amazing families. So we're all playing our unique role with our unique coding, you know, whatever you want to take that as. Mm-hmm. And there's so much room for everyone. Yeah. Like I, th- and that kind of almost like sweeps those those jealousies that are coming from there's not enough for everyone yeah. out the door. Yeah, because it's like, well, everyone's doing their thing. You know, if you look at whoever you're idolizing or whoever you're thinking is perfect, they're that way and they're succeeding because they're being them. They're more likely yeah. they're not. Yeah. Because the jealousy attaches itself to people who are just being themselves. Yeah. It rarely it. attaches them to other people who are like feeling insecure or faking it or whatever. <laughs> that is so know. true. It's like, oh my god, they're so insecure. <laughs> like I wish I was like that. Like no. <laughs> Yeah. And one other thing that I would like to drop in is like a little mantra that helped me like on those earlier days, community, not comparison, community, oh. not competition, community, not comparison, like always reminding myself that I'm part of a community and that we're working together. Like I it may not that. seem like that, but we are, yeah. you know, um, and that, that really helped me actually when I moved here. Cause I was just like, Oh my God, I'm a fish out of water. Like there's all these people doing cool things and I'm just like a baby. And then I was like, well, actually community, not comparison. I'm doing pretty good if I do say so myself. You know, like, <laughs> exactly. And do you know what? I know so many people listening to this will be like, she felt intimidated? Like, yeah. whoa, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just like, because oh, that would be like what so many people would look at you and be like, oh my God, like she's killing it. Like, mm. she's empowered. She's like an independent woman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> young and doing it. And it's just like, well, I had a breakdown in the bathroom at the doctor this morning. Thank you very much. You know, it's like, there's always Take me off that pedestal. Take yeah. me off it. I'll, I'll take myself off it. I'm going to walk off. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. think that it, it's the humanness. It's yes. like so needed. Um, all right. So with that, with this young, sassy, 20 something <laughs> year old, like, what do you feel you're on earth to do? What's your mission? I feel, can I get, can I give you a dream story about this? Of course. This dropped in just a second before you said this, and I said, This story is going to come out, and here's the time. I had this dream um, a month or two ago, and it was like we were all. It was like a whole bunch of people that do social media that I knew through there, and I was like, "Oh, this is so cool!" Like we're all part of this. Like it was like a like a camp, but like a cosmic camp. And we were on this planet, and there was this box that was almost like a beautiful teleportation thing, but it wasn't a teleportation thing. It was just like a magical, mystical box. Anyways, the people would step into the mystical box, and they would say, "I'm here for this, or I'm this, or I'm doing this," you know. And um, for example, there's this girl that I followed that jumped up in there, and she was like, "Oh my god, I'm so awkward," but like I love that I'm awkward and I'm just like being here being awkward and giving people permission to be awkward oh my god oh my god I'm so awkward and then like walked off and another woman um came up and she was just like I just love creating and I want to encourage other people to create another woman jumped up and said I'm here because I'm fabulous and I'm encouraging everyone else to be fab you know and when I got up onto the box by the way before I got up onto the box I was the last person to get up on the box and the um, adjudicator or whoever it was, some like weird cosmic person, like a full alien, was like, um, okay, I think that's everyone, we're done. And I was the only one that hadn't been done and I was just like, oh, they forgot about me, good, I don't want to do it. You know? <laughs> and um, then a friend of mine, Alicia, was just like, Freya hasn't spoken yet. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to speak. So I got up into the box and I just stood there and I was just like, started feeling really anxious and I was overwhelmed and everyone was looking at me and they were waiting for me to say something and I was just like, I can't speak right now. You know, I said to them, I said, 
I'm too anxious to speak and I need to honour that I'm feeling that and give myself permission to just not tell you what I'm doing. Then I walked off the box and little did I realise that as I was in that box, I was just being authentic. Mm. I was honouring exactly what I was feeling and I wasn't trying to say, I'm here to be sassy and empowered and I'm feeling so anxious on the inside, you know. I was just being me and I feel that whenever someone asks me that I see so much of things that I do and I see that I you know help people with um like sexual trauma and I help people with confidence and I help people with this and that but I feel like what I really am here to do and what I'm doing and what I'm changing is giving people to be permission to be wherever they're at you know right now I'm shaking as I'm saying it because I'm anxious you know just like honoring my humanness my rawness my vulnerability being fucking real on a platform that thrives of people actually I disagree with that what I was about to say then yeah because I disagree with that yeah you it know? used to be and it it's, it's be, different and it's because of people like you like, and, and everyone doing it too not just yeah. me um yeah so, I don't know Does yeah that that's awesome I love that I really do and it's it's like you came here to be you yeah whatever that looks like in all of it in the mess way. the glowing mm-hmm. the confident like playful, the playful yeah the what innocent do you feel child. Like you're here to do I feel like I'm here to awaken consciousness yeah. and have a get um a really fun time doing it I was gonna say and a god damn oh my god yeah exactly like that's it like I feel like it's all about yeah bringing through consciousness and like people feeling good to bring out who they truly are mm. because it's like when people can feel confident and comfortable in their own skin and express themselves, everything changes. Mm. Like they're not going to be in jobs that they don't want to be. They're not going to be in partnerships that they don't want to be. They're not going to have friends because they're like, they know what they feel and think and they're expressing it. Mm. And however that comes out is going to be bringing through more light on the earth. Yes. Like whether it's like more art or dance or music or like maybe it's tapping a spoon on their knee or maybe it's just, you know what I mean? You tap that spoon, sis, you tap it. If (laughs) if you feel on fire when you're doing that thing, that's exactly what you're meant to do. That's it. I really feel that for you. Yeah. From the first time we hung out, I was just able to be a larrikin. I was able to be fun and funny. <laughs> and I, you know, I didn't feel at all a single slither of me being inauthentic or me feeling pressure to be this or be that. I was, you were just awesome. like permission and fun. Permission and fun yes. in a little human. Yes. Yeah. A, a big fiery human. Yeah. You know? Like that's, that's who you were to me when yeah. I, when I hung out. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. So good. I'm back to Teddy for doing what she's here to do. But yeah. And like, that's <laughs> like, honestly, that's my intention with mm. this, this podcast is yeah. that like all of all of the wisdom that we hold as beings, all of our experiences, like, is coming through in, like, the energetic signature of the voice. You know what I mean? Like, how we started off with that. Like, yeah. because that's – that all means stuff. Like, where where you can't go with your voice, there's, like, a little trauma. So mm-hmm. just us speaking and expressing is going to already, like, ping off stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, like, what we're saying is going to help people awaken. Mm-hmm know and just be more of themselves and do whatever they're here to do so that was like the whole intention of the podcast i've got a question for you what do you feel like awakening is 
Well, I guess in like a sense, it's the word is like to come up from a dream, right? Like to awaken, to come out of sleep. I feel like from what I know, from what I've experienced, and I'm open to this changing all the time because the amount of times that I've been like, this is the thing, and then it crumbles. Yeah, yeah. Like I get it. Like I'm not so staunch anymore, but I think that part of humanity's thing is that there's a lot of people that are asleep to their true nature and like what it what it is to be mm-hmm. human and to be in this universe and like what's going on and I think that it's going in to awaken I don't like as much as I see like awakening as like like kind of like awakening opening the eyes and coming out I see it as almost an internal awakening like how am I feeling like what's going on here as yeah. well yeah yeah I like that a lot yeah. yeah, I feel like for me it's like a process of simultaneous deconditioning and mm. also the knowing that I'm already deconditioned. Yeah, that's sense. the truth, isn't it? Yeah, it's a truth because it's this this great paradox where mm-hmm. everything's already as it is and as it needs to be and as it should be and nothing needs changing, but you also want to change and shift everything else. Does that yeah. make sense? Like it's like there's a human realm and a and a what do I call it? Okay, the 5D or something even you know just like Honestly, something that's I, already I'll tell you I don't understand that stuff like yeah we're awakening to the 5D I don't that's not my jam like yeah. I don't understand it yet I totally agree I feel like it's um the, the way that I kind of attach meaning to it is just like that's presence and source and oneness mm. but I don't necessarily actually use that dialogue because to me moving up into 5D feels like a process that you you have to keep doing but do we need to keep doing a process or are we already there Mm. do we just need to tap into what already gets I think so you know that's what I kind of see it and I feel like the closest I've gotten to that is like I suppose that awake state quotation marks is during meditation where I've just been in my heart Mm. I've like forgotten everything and just gone into my heart and it's almost just like you're in a dream but then you like open your eyes and you're like, well, I'm just like a sim, like being a human, being a little human. And I keep forgetting that I'm just like a little kid human yeah. playing around. I'm allowed to just play and do that. Yeah. So I feel like for me, it's just <laughs> everything that I just said. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and it is, it is like, like awakening, like through the heart. Mm. And I love it. It's like when you go in and all awareness just drops away and just mm. are. Yeah. Yeah. It's really special. It's really something, the silence. And I mean, like, I feel like you and I maybe are quite similar in the fact that we love the stimulation. We love the go, go, go. We love it. We love it. We live it and we love it. Yeah. You know, I'm quoting Jessica Lanyardo. But um, <laughs> when we go into the um, heart, it, sometimes it takes a little bit of effort because we're like, where's the where's the oof you know mm. like, what do I do with this and then you're just like oh but it just is and I don't actually need to do anything and I'm just here mm. so I suppose awakening is just being alive yeah <laughs> that's deep <laughs> yeah and do you know what I also think that like with degrees so it would be like being fully alive to a life that you choose yes because I wouldn't say it's like, I wouldn't say, oh, like, that's awake if you're living a life that you're, like, you know, just taking what you can. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm just buying this food because I don't have enough to buy that or I'm just wearing this because someone handed it down to me or I'm just in this job because I got I got it when I first yeah. went for a job. It's like 
that's not your choices. Yes. And so is that really your life, you know what yeah. I mean? And are you, like, excited and, like, got, like, life running through you, you know? It's not – doesn't feel alive. Passion. Yeah, exactly. Is passion. it fueled by passion or is it fueled by – what's the word? Like, just – Doing the same old. Being it there, doing it. You know, yeah. because it's there and it's because what everyone else is doing. It's just, you know, just yeah. keep doing it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Do you feel like it is – Perhaps I don't know where I was going. What helps someone get there then? Yeah, what helps someone get there? Is that is that unique to everyone's journey? Who knows? Mm. It like it could depend on where their soul's at and what their soul wanted to learn. That's true. You know, their soul might be like, I want to learn that stuff, and I want to learn what it's like to not have, you know, certain things like that's their soul's choice so it's not I think it's really good to not look down at and be like oh like I'm more awake because I've done this yeah yeah pip, pip, pip. like yeah snooty hooty <laughs> <laughs> totally totally you don't want to be a snooty hooty y'all no nah, nah. <laughs> unless you want to be yeah <laughs> unless that's your soul's choice <laughs> A couple of lifetimes ago, you're like a humble monk, and you're like, "No, nah, I'm coming and being arrogant." Yeah. It's my time. <laughs> I love that. Oh, who knows? Hey, who yeah. knows? Um, all right. So, oh, okay. Um, what's a challenge you faced recently, and what are you learning from it? Okay, my immediate thought was Miles, who's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Just who's like love them, and yes. <laughs> never been in a um healthy relationship before my relationship before this I um it was a traumatic relationship I never voiced any boundaries um and I it was just a constant mindfuck to be honest like, and I didn't know what was going on I didn't know what I was doing I didn't know who he was and we just smoked weed all the time and it was just confusing it was just a confusing time okay I'm sure you learned a lot <laughs> yeah. from that yeah it was also the confusing time where I used to yell at people in clubs so it's just a whole it's a whole box of problems you know but um my relationship now like I was trying to sabotage it and I was trying to be like I'm just gonna be confused and manipulated again if I get myself into him look he's done this that's wrong I need to leave him and run away so I think something that's been really a challenge for me recently has been unfolding into love and allowing it to be there you know allowing myself to be seen and allowing myself to not hold him to like perfectionist expectations but still maintain the boundaries that I've set up to make myself feel comfortable oh I love that and what was the second part of that question what are are you learning what am I learning um, I'm learning that I'm not always right. <laughs> and, and that I have... Well, would you look and at that? I, yeah, I know, right? Wow. <laughs> what a revelation. <laughs> I'm glad I learned this so young. <laughs> but it's that's awesome. Well, it's it's like a softening in love. Softening. Oh, I love that. And, you um, are the love bug. <laughs> yeah. And also, I'm learning a lot of patience and a lot of, like calm communication because we both are quite um <laughs> what's the word maybe fiery or maybe like they said something and I'm gonna be like well then I'm gonna say this then yeah and yep. then I'm gonna say this then then yeah. I'm gonna say this then you yeah know? um learning to just like take a take a second and just be like do I mean this mm. and then actually what's been really interesting is like me stepping into a, a place of more gentleness with him like doing that with myself but also doing that with him do you reckon because you're doing it with yourself it makes it easier yeah, with him totally I mean um 
yeah, if I, I can't imagine being with him two years ago, I probably would have just like yelled at him every day or something. But <laughs> honestly, but the, the levels of communication that we can get to are very, very deep. And that's really beautiful um, because I don't feel because, you know, obviously in my first relationship, it lacked communication. And now I can communicate fully and be like, hey, this thing that you did, it triggered me. And then we just like talk about it when he's like, well, this that you did, it triggered me because I felt this way. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't understand why you felt that way. And he's like, well, I felt this way because of that. And, you know, really getting into it, into the nitty gritty. And that's something I've not had before. Like I tended to kind of just be a hermit because like I was so comfortable with myself and in my self-love. I was like, I don't need anyone. It's fine. But I'm now I'm like, I love love and I'm really squishy and I like it. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Yeah. So I feel like that's what I'm learning. What about you? What's a challenge? What are you learning? Okay. <laughs> Do you know what? It's actually self-compassion. Real. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, that's been my biggest thing that I'm like learning right now is like when I want something and I don't do it to not beat myself up and to actually be like hey like you're doing a good job and there's a reason why that isn't happening let's investigate that and I've been doing so much tapping around this Mm -hmm. and realizing that it's all about opening my heart more like definitely with my partner as well but with myself like opening my heart and realizing that the reason why it closed off was like obviously to not get hurt Mm. and that was like such a long time ago so it's like yeah the the pain is what cracks it open again to feeling but then I get to feel more life I get to experience more life to like a greater depth so I think that's what yeah I love that just bringing in that compassion and honestly for like a fire sign it's like it's actually like pretty hard yeah yeah I'm the same like um I had this analogy that like when you guard your heart it's it's like like a dragon yeah you've got this like big shell around it Mm. and yeah the pain doesn't get in but that shell's also stopping like all the nice things from getting in because you're like squishy love yeah squishy (laughs) love where is it come here you know bring it and that's actually what you want yeah you're like you're you're stopping yourself from feeling what you want because you're scared to feel pain but I feel like almost like life you know it's about the willingness to feel those human things to feel that pain to feel that love because you're not living fully if you're not li- if you're not feeling either of those mm-hmm. things yeah numbing out yeah numbing yeah. out it's not cool man yeah it is not <laughs> cool yeah totally totally i agree um oh thank you yeah. i was like yes um so I want to ask a little bit about like your retreats and your healing. Yeah. What like <clears throat> what's happening in these arenas? Yeah. What's what's the magic that's going on there? So basically, um, my retreats are the main healing I do. I used to do calls, but I'm just taking some time for me at the minute. I'm also writing a self love course, which is kind of like all linked in with the same kind of energy. So my retreats are kind of like a permission for women to be totally vulnerable and Mm. that's kind of what I do there is just like lots of exercises on self-love and you know I do I do shadow work and I do light work in my retreats so I do work on like shame and guilt jealousy you know all of those things and I let people like express that and be seen in that by all the women in the retreat by all the women and then we also do light work so like what's your purpose what's your passion like Mm. what's your beautifulness like and you meet everyone's pure pure light and you meet everyone's pure pure well that is light but the shadow on top of it you know 
Um, and kind of what I would describe that I do, it's so hard to describe retreats because they're so mystical and you come out of them and you're like, whoa, what the hell was that? It was great. But like, what was it? You know, um, I'm sure you know that you've yeah, been on a couple yeah. yourself. But um, I feel like what I do is let people see that all the darkness that they're scared of within themselves is actually love. Mm. Because you think about what what is pain, you know, what is fear? Fear is being scared that you won't get love. And that's a desire to love. Therefore, that is love. Mm. Um, I'm on a tangent there, but basically what I do on my retreats is just allow a bunch of strangers to become really close. Um to move through stuff with the inner child, move through old patterns and kind of support them in that process. And it's really special work, like really, really, really special. And, oh, my God, I just can't believe that I get to do it. It's it's awesome. Mm. Um, it's hard bloody work, but it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, life. What's really interesting is that, you know, on my retreats, every single retreat I do, I do eye-gazing. Um, and that is always the most potent exercise because people like are scared to be seen for them. And when you're looking in someone's eyes, you can't hide a single thing. Mm. You know, it's really interesting looking into people's eyes and being able to see all of their fear coming at you or all of their this coming at you and mm. to be able to see their entire soul as well, which is what I'm doing right now with you. And the more you look, the more you start to see them and be mm. them and then be you really powerful I love that I love that and that's such beautiful work like and I'm sure all of your experiences that you've had have you're bringing all of that absolutely and like creating that space for women to have you know those activations Mm -hmm. and those delvings it's so beautiful thank you yeah Yeah. it's so important as well I feel it in my bones like the first you know retreat I did I was so guided towards that I was getting like downloads every single night in my dreams and it was just so crazy, like, the experiences that I had and that those women had. And, you know, I kind of had this beautiful realisation that every time I heal, everyone in my community heals with me. Mm, you yeah. know, and that's not just something that you can have by having social media. Every time someone heals in their family, their ancestral line becomes softer. You know, every time someone does work on themselves, like gentleness work or something or, you know, some form of self-love, that ripples out onto the women around them. Yeah. It is It is so important, the work that we're doing, and it's hard to imagine it on a colossal scale, but that's what it is. Like, it ripples onto every single human in the world, this energy that we're bringing down and that everyone is bringing down by going on this journey of self-love and self-acceptance. Yeah. And that's why I believe self-love will change the world. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) (laughs) There you have it from Freya. Self-love will change the world. And it Mm -hmm. will. And it has and it is. Yeah. Yeah, it is done. It's done. It's It's done. done. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Thank you so much, Freya. (laughs) That was amazing. You're amazing. Thank Thank you you so much for the work you're doing. Thank you. Thank you for you. You are awesome as well. Giving people permission (laughs) to just show up. This podcast can be bombed. This episode was brought to you by Body Bang Bang, the body confidence program designed by me to help you save years of vicious cycling, yo-yo diets and self-sabotage so that you can feel banging in your bod right now. To find out more, head over to my website. Feeling inspired and motivated. Maybe you've just had a light bulb moment. I would love to know. Share your inspo and connect with me at teddy.emerald through Instagram. T-E-D-D-I dot E-M-E-R-A-L-D. 
See you next show.